0: We're going to read Exodus chapter 16, and we will read in this chapter verses 13 to 26. Of course, what happened here was that the people went to Moses, they grumbled against Moses. They looked at their situation and they thought they were going to die, not having bread, not having meat. And then uh, the Lord said that he would look after his people and that he would test them. So we read verse 13. Exodus chapter 16, verse 13. That evening quail came and covered the camp. And in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it they said to each other what is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them it is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Each one is to gather as much as he needs. Take an ummah for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told, gathered much, some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, he who gathered much did not have too much. And he who gathered little did not have too little. Each one gathered as much as he needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning. But it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning everyone gathered as much as he needed. And when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day they gathered twice as much, two omers, for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. He said to them, this is what the Lord commanded. Tomorrow is to be a day of rest. The holy Sabbath of the Lord. So bake what you want and bake and boil what you want to boil. Save whatever is left and keep it until the morning. So they saved it until the morning as Moses commanded. And it did not stink or get maggots in it. Eat it today, Moses said, because today is a Sabbath to the Lord. You will not find any of it on the ground today. Six days you are to gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there won't be any. Nevertheless, some of the people went out on the Sabbath day and gathered it, but they found none. And the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commands and my instructions? Bear in mind that the Lord has given you the Sabbath. This is why on the sixth day he gives you bread for two days. Everyone is to stay where he is on the seventh day. No one is to go out. So the people rested on the seventh day. This is the word of the Lord. May the Lord give us an understanding and bless us as we contemplate his word. In the Lord's Prayer, there is the petition, Give us this day our daily bread. The one who prays this prayer, Give us this day our daily uh, bread, is also the one who prays, Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done. The Lord does not tell us and teach us to take out of this prayer what we want and not pray the rest. So when we then pray, ask, give us this day our daily bread, we also pray the other petitions And therefore, we say, Father, your name be hallowed. And your kingdom come. And your will be done. We also pray for forgiveness as we forgive. We also pray to be delivered from evil. We need to understand this. Because we cannot just trust the Lord for this, this life. It is not that we worship the Lord for bread. The people in John chapter 6, if you read through the whole chapter, they, they went to Jesus because they saw that Jesus were multiply multiplying the bread. And the Lord said to them, you come to me for the bread. And therefore we cannot worship the Lord for bread only. Our Lord Jesus told us very clearly that We have to live from every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord and not from bread alone. So when we ask for daily living and care for our daily life, we must keep in mind that we ask for the bigger plan of God to unfold and that we should be part of that plan. But we also say, Lord, we we put our hands in your hand and you will provide for us according to our needs therefore in Exodus chapter 16 the chapter that we read we see the people coming and they grumbled against Moses and Moses said why why are you talking to me? why do you talk to me and Aaron only? we are not the people you should talk to God about this thing and the Lord then said in verse 4 of the beginning of this chapter then the Lord said to Moses I will rain down bread From heaven for you. The people are to get out of, (coughs) go out each day and gather enough for that day. In this way I will test them what they bring in. Why this word test? Well, they came and they wanted to put the Lord to the test. That's what it it says. Now the Lord says, I will test your obedience, and I will test the way you trust me to provide for you each day. And that is the key, I think, how we should read this this chapter, and and of course how we should read John chapter 6, and how we should understand the ministry of Jesus. You see, the Lord then sent to them out of their desperate need out of their need unto death. They said, we are about to die in this desert. And then the Lord said, I will send you out of your desperate need of facing death. I will, f- I will feed you with bread out of heaven. And then the unusual thing happens. While they are there in the desert, the last thing that you would probably expect in a desert is dew. But the Lord provided for them dew. And that, and that eventually then became manna. The word coming from this word in, in, in Hebrew, when you ask, what? What's this? You'll say, manna. What's this? But then the Lord said, He provides for them. He would care for them his way. And his way will be the one that they need to trust. That's the test. And in all of this, we see the glory of God revealed. Because that's what happened there in verse uh, 7 and 10. It says, in the morning you will see the glory of the Lord. And then also in verse 10. When it all happened then, while Aaron was speaking to the whole Israelite community, they looked toward the desert and there was the glory of the Lord appearing in the cloud. What is the glory of the Lord? It is God's presence. It is for them to know that God is with them. But more than the presence, it's the person of God and all his glory and all his compassion and all his love and all his justice, all his mercy, and all the attributes of God. That is what they saw. God would live with them. He would be with them. He would provide for them. He would lead them. He would protect them. He would guide them. He would be their father. He would give them what they need. And now is the point where they should trust him fully. So they got up the next morning and there was the dew and it became to them the food of life. And all of them got as much as they needed. Isn't that a marvelous provision of the Lord? And some went out, they got the buckets that they would call an omer. They could put roughly about two liters in it. All of them went out as many people as they had in their tents. So you can just think, you know, the Israelites were numerous, so the Bible tells us that's why they became a problem in Egypt. So they were big families, and some of them, uh, they were, you know, there's a bit of a question mark about how many wives you could. Take along the whole thing too. So let's say each of them just had one wife. They were 630,000 men, and you add to that 630,000 women, and you add to that the numerous children they had. Let's limit it down and say, well, these days, if you've got a big family, you would have six children, wouldn't you? That was nothing in the two, three generations ago. It was not. A big family to have six children. I mean, that would that would be considered to be a small family. Now, let's say there were six. Then, so it's 1.2 million only in husband and wife, and you add to that another six per family. That it's it's a fair amount of people. And the Bible says, "Go and for as many people as you have in your tents, take an omer and fill it up." Two two liters of that. Now they didn't have. The breads that we have these days in terms of a loaf of bread, they, they rolled it out and they made these flat things that you know you buy in the shops these days too. But if you if you just think of that a two liter think think of a two-liter bottle of milk. Oh, that's about a loaf of bread. So you could say, well, that is what you gather in the morning for as many people as you had in the tent. That's substantial. You think about six children, the mum and dad, is about eight of those that will carry you through and add to that the quails too. You can live with that. And th- and then there was a miracle in this whole process too that those who gathered much did not really in some way disadvantage those who only need, needed little or, or the other way around. God provided enough for every family in every way. And the Lord says now you go in the morning you pick it up but you don't leave for tomorrow. You, you know, you don't think that God will not provide tomorrow. God provides for you today. God provides tomorrow. But if you think you're going to pick up more than you need, in the just in case you get up in the morning and there's nothing left, you'll find that those that you have gathered have rotten. Wow, what do the people do? Keep in mind the Lord says, I will test you in this so what do they do some of them sneaked out and they picked more picked up more than they needed what happened they couldn't eat it it was rotten well (laughs) you have to trust God don't think that God gives only when he gives or when you think he gives. Trust God for the days that he will provide for you. Give us this day. This day. Our daily bread. One of the commentators, he said, we, we've we gone to the point where we don't ask the Lord for this day's bread. We ask him For next week's hamburgers. You see, we we want to have our own shopping list. We want to live according to our own standards. And the Lord has to provide for us according to our standards. And he has to do it in advance so we can trust him. So what's the point then? What's the point of trusting God after he's given you all these things? The Lord said, you live by my hand. I'm in control of the east wind. I'm in control of the desert. I'm in control of the quails. I'm in control of the whole process. Trust me for it. And you know the beautiful thing about this whole thing is we don't need to live on leftovers. We get it fresh every day. What more could we ask for? What more could we ask? Well, our Lord provides for us fresh every day. I don't know in your fridge how how things work there, but in our fridge there's a lot of left. It's a good thing to have the leftovers, you see, because that way you don't throw it out. But it's a huge source of of um, frustration somewhere when sometimes when you, open, you 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 drag the thing out of the fridge and it says yogurt on it, but it's pumpkin. Uh, or you, you think it's something else and you get another thing in it, leftovers of yesterday. The Lord says, when he cares for us, he cares for us in a complete way, but he cares for us in a fresh way. Now, it's the, it's the day before the Sabbath. Now the other thing happened. The Lord says, you don't work on the Sabbath day. Why? Because I will provide for you even if you don't work. Test me in this. And then the Lord says, You gathered enough for two days? Yeah, but we can't do that. It, 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 it's, it stinks tomorrow. No, no, this time it won't stink. Why? It's of God. So you, you, you trust God. In this and that was in itself a miracle but what did people do they didn't trust God so some of them actually went they they tried to do that and that's how the Lord tested them and it's all about trust it is all about trusting God to provide and an, an obedience for them you know, even the thing that happened in paradise was not trusting God. It is to say, well, I think well, I can have of this fruit too. And that was the problem of mankind all over history. It is not trusting God. It is not to think that God can provide. It is then to provide for ourselves. And we will only believe in God and we will only trust in God when we've got enough. And therefore, as uh, we discussed in a Bible study this week, isn't it amazing that in many cases, when we're in trouble, the last person we go to, or the last instance we go to for help is God. Because the first instance we go to is maybe the bank manager. And then we go to the doctor. And then we might go to the, to the, uh, to the uh, 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 insurance fella we'll go through the whole process. And then in the end when we, we think, well, maybe we should do more than that, we, we might go to God. Whereas we should actually start there and trust God from the beginning to provide for us. He tested them. They failed the test. And yet he did not withhold from them his grace. Sometimes God's, God's anger flared up. And some of them paid with their lives for it. But it takes, it takes us to the New Testament and the Lord says, our Lord Jesus says, I'm the bread of life. I'm far more than the manna in, 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 the, in, 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 in the desert. Why? Well, first of all, we hear about the Lord Jesus. The first thing he did after he was baptized, the Spirit of God sent him into the desert. And there he was tempted for 40 days. And what was the first thing the devil came to tell him? He said, you've got the power to to change this rock into bread, don't you? And the Lord Jesus says, you should not put the Lord your God to the test. What he says, that is the bread of life. So our Lord Jesus then became the one who took the tests that we failed upon him. And more than that then, he became the living bread. He became more than manna. He is the one sent by God to do the will of God. Because he says in John chapter 6, I have not come to to do what I want. I've come to do the will of my Father. And, And I've become the bread of life. I've become the one who would answer your desperate need because you face death without Christ. Therefore the Lord says in verse 33 in, chapter, in John chapter 6. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven. And he gives life to the world. More than that our Lord Jesus is also. showed to us the glory of God. As the people saw the glory of God in approaching and bringing to them the bread and the manna and the quail. We read about the Lord Jesus Christ and the world became, word became flesh and dwelled amongst us. And we have seen his glory. The glory as of the only Son from the Father full of truth, full of life. He is the glory of the Father. He is Emmanuel. He is with us. He he shows us God's grace. He shows us his mercy. He shows us his love. He shows us his compassion. But he also shows us his, his holiness and his justice. I'm the bread of life, Jesus said. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger. Your fathers went down the desert there to go every morning. They had to repeat this over and over again, and in the end, they got sick of it, because it was only manna. But I'm the bread of life. You don't get sick of that. You eat of me, and you live into all eternity. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who looks on the Son and believes in Him should have eternal life. And I will raise him up in the last day. And that that points back to those who died in the desert and never entered into the promised land. And the Lord Jesus said, Look upon me, take me as the bread of life, the one who has not failed the test, but has become your righteousness. Look at me, follow me, have faith in me, put your whole life, your whole trust in me, what will happen is, I'll carry you through. You will not die in the desert. You will live forever. If you eat that, you will not die. Because Christ gave himself on the cross. He says that in John chapter 6 verse 51. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give him for life is my flesh. Jesus gave his life. And he was nailed to the cross. And he died on the cross. And there he passed the test. So that whoever looks at him... Whoever failed, and all of us have failed the test, looks at his righteousness, and his righteousness is the only thing that saves us from the wrath of God. He's given his life. He took the punishment that were ours, and he became the bread of life. Today, as we sit at the table, and when we take the wine and the bread in our hands, they are the symbols of his life. The wine and the bread, they don't save. They are symbols. They point to Christ. But when we take that, we proclaim that by faith we believe he died for us. That's what you do when you take that. And may the Lord Jesus Christ give us the grace to look upon him today where he intercedes for us at the throne of the father that we will put our trust our faith our life and everything in him who died for us on the cross let us pray father lord we thank you for the lord jesus christ and that may be in 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 amazement today we may we may ask what is this what does it mean and as the people of the old testament had to learn to trust you in every aspect of their life so lord teach us to learn to trust you not only for this life but for life eternal when we sit at the communion table lord teach us to trust you to give our lives to you so that you will satisfy us from our eternal hunger teach us to trust you to also give us our daily bread and be satisfied with what you give us thank you for your your mercies who are new every morning And that you provide for us enough and abundantly every day. Hear our prayer in his name. Amen.